Welcome to Man on Man. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> <Poor now. laughs> lady. I read my porn. Thank you very much. I am Lost Gamer. My pronouns are he, him. I am Katarina Quinn. My pronouns are she, her. And welcome in. This week we're talking about dragons. Or, well, we were supposed to be talking okay. about dragons. So I'm slightly <laughs> fucked up. So here's the thing. I consume a lot of romance novels and I do like I it's like candy in a candy shop. I picked the book this week, which was a fantastic book. Mm -hmm. It was really good. It was very good. Yeah. Um, The Omega's Gamble by Claire Cullen. And it didn't have any dragons in it. Um, That's my bad. That's 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 my bad. Uh, It's a shift in romance. So it's fantastic. And I read it three years ago. And I just, oops. (laughs) Yeah, little little oops. But it's okay. Okay, this just means we can do another week of dragons. This doesn't mean we can do another week of dragons. I like dragons. Okay, so here's the other thing. Because I read a lot of romance novels, I read a dragon's book, a dragon book this week. And it was called The Dragon's Magic. And it was by Nora Phoenix. And so when I read The Omega's Gamble, I just didn't even register that that wasn't there wasn't flying in it because what there was is shape-shifting and polar bears and tigers and pirates and 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 anyways that's 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 on me i uh (laughs) it's still a great book though it's still a great book and so we're going to talk about it yeah (laughs) because by the time we realized what was going on it was yesterday Yeah. <laughs> Whose fault is that, sir? It's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's mostly my fault because I read it like a week and a half ago and didn't even <laughs> register. But still. It was still great. I still really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Oopsie daisies. <laughs> All right, y'all. The Omega's Gamble. Um, It's Storm Shield Book One by Claire Cullen. Prince Rain has only one chance to escape a miserable life. Find an alpha husband before the end of the marriage circuit. With the threat of being banished to the priory hanging over his head, Rain will do whatever it takes to find himself a husband. Even visit Stormshield, a remote kingdom no Omega Prince has ever set foot on. A kingdom that just so happens to have three eligible alphas. Prince Darian has all but given up on the idea of marriage after years of being snubbed by the Royal Omegas. He has far more important things to to worry about, like the pirates besieging their island kingdom. When an Omega finally does step off the airship, Darian has no interest in a wedding, but he's not given a choice. This marriage represents an alliance his kingdom cannot refuse. Bound to each other only hours after a meeting, Rain and Darian face a rocky road. One wants this marriage at all costs, and the other resents being forced to marry the son of an enemy to keep peace. They're both hiding secrets, but in Stormshield Kingdom, secrets never stay hidden for long. So that's the, you know, not super short synopsis of what happened in our non-dragon slap actual shifter book this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I really like this book. Um, so it was interesting. Um, I got about a third of the way book and I was like, I am loving these characters so much. I want like three more books of them. And you had told me before that the next books do not really center around these characters. Okay, they don't center around these characters, but they center around yes. the story that these characters yes. are in. However, I think they, they wrapped it up really well towards the end. After finishing it, I agree that, yeah, we I don't need another book of them. Mostly because, spoilers, 
they have a kid. <laughs> yeah, they do. This is um, Mpreg. This is our first male pregnancy situation, which is uh, like not uncommon in Omega novels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, this one glosses over the, uh, you know, full situation of uh, genitalia and how babies come out of said body. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just a push and... Baby. Yeah, <laughs> super painful. Uh-huh. Darian the prince actually is in the room with him, which is great because there's always like that weird pushback on it. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's like a medieval adjacent situation that has the version of telephones that exist through magic. Yep, yep. My favorite part of this book is definitely the world building. I love this world. The level of magic is very cl- akin to like my own D and D world that I've world built, and so I love. That they have airships. I love that they have magic crystals that they can talk to. I really love even the way that like the Omegas tour the world to get marriages. I really love that. And then there's also like the medieval touches of basically if an alpha decides that he's going to marry you, you're getting married to him. It doesn't matter who he is. Yeah, yeah. And I love how they talked about like in the past, there was like a very much stigma of like Omegas were property, but now they're like pulling away from that. Ish. Ish. In Storm Shield, anyways, they're pulling away from that. Yeah. Well, and there's a few other places, it seems, that they're pulling away from that as well. However, there's still a lot of stigma around Omegas and Alphas, as there should be in a good Omegaverse. <laughs> Just a touch of discrimination. Yeah. I will say it's really interesting. I read this thing that um, was talking about the breakdown of that one of the things that Omegaverse has done is take away the... It's kept the misogyny towards omegas mm-hmm. but it's taken away the aspect of like putting women down which is it's mm. just a very interesting it's it's so it's fascinating to me yeah it's interesting i think as we read more omegaverse stuff it will end up being that we'll like we'll discover some like different flavors oh 100%. <laughs> there are a lot of different flavors yeah always interesting mm-hmm mm-hmm I'm honestly a huge fan of, like, Empreg. I love, like, that they get to have biological kids. I think it's really cute, though I don't particularly want kids myself. I, there's just something that's, like, lovely, especially about usually in Omegaverse. Like, they want to have children. Like, that's one of the things that they genuinely desire. Yeah. Although I've also read somewhere it's, you know, the Alpha that ends up taking care of them or the Omega if it's a triad, but... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think, because I haven't read much Omegaverse stuff, I think... The, like, the difference between Omegas and Betas, I'd like to, like, explore more. And there's not really any of that in this book. It's all Omegas, Alphas. That's pretty much all it talks about. Yeah. It really depends. I've read a few books that have triads in them, including the series that I accidentally read that does have dragons in it this week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, They have triads in them. And, I mean, that series in general was... Would have been my recommendation for this week, but every single book ends on a cliffhanger. And no joke, I'm like 15 books into the series and we just and they're not short books. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, and so that does get really interesting. And then there's also. If you start to get more into like a wolf pack situation, because this is a shifter Omegaverse instead of like a werewolf Omegaverse, which we didn't read last week. Yeah. That in itself can really change the aspect of the expectations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of, like, having alphas, omegas, and betas. Mm-hmm. Um, they also didn't go into very much, like, the pheromones as much. It would, There was, like, touches of it here and there when they were close and near each other. But it wasn't like a, oh, one of them goes into heat. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I think also one of the things that this book really talks about is having a breakdown of magic. Mm-hmm. And when you're not respecting the magic that is in this world and really embracing it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. So like much like traditions, part of it slips away. Fairbones are not talked about. Yeah. It, as, as like one of the things that slip away. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other countries, um, kingdoms, that's what I was looking yep. for. A lot of the other kingdoms are losing their ability to shift. And so uh, the prince, the three princes in this book, having the ability to shift is almost perceived as barbaric. To the other kingdoms. Yeah, because it's become such a ceremonial thing in the other kingdoms where it's like literally just a big event and one person will shift so that they have a lion to represent their kingdom or something. But they won't, but they don't shift constantly. And that doesn't really like fully come up until towards the end of the book when uh, they actually start diving into, oh, no, I was shunned. And then I was shunned again when that when no Omega stepped off the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love an alpha whose pride has been hurt. Yeah. yeah. And that's what but that's what makes a relationship good. I loved this couple. I love Damien and Rain and their chemistry. I love that Rain steps off the ship and is just like, I'm gonna take control of my life and just stares down the alpha and is just like, I'm not afraid of you. I am doing this for my own thing. And Damien is like, Well, I have to marry you and I have no choice. So Let's get married right now, today. <laughs> as, as like a major test. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the reason Rain has to get married right away is because his father, who basically hates him. Mm-hmm. Emotionally abusive, for sure. I think physically, too. If not... Um, it doesn't mention physically. It, it specifically, it says that he, while he didn't abuse him physically, there were other types of abuse. Yeah, like locking him in a room. Yeah, and isolating him and saying he has one chance on the marriage circuit or he's going to the priory, which is taking, like, going to a nunnery, but being forced to go to the nunnery, not choosing to go to a nunnery. Well, I think, I would almost associate it more with, like, monkhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, um, because I feel like nunnery also does a lot of, like, charity for the groups that, at least, I don't really know a lot about nuns, but modern modern nunnery, Mm -hmm. to me, um, seems like they do a lot of, like, charitable work with whatever town they're in Mm -hmm. versus in my perception granted there aren't a lot of monks that i've ever i've never met a monk Mm -hmm. is that that's more of like an isolated situation where you're just there for prayer and you're not doing a lot that's outside of there's still a lot of charity from from what i've read on specifically like buddhist monks um there's still a lot of charity there's still a lot of connecting with the community um offering food and help as well so yeah um i think they're very similar in that respect but Different religions, obviously, so different practices. Yeah, but I but I agree. I think they're this. The priory is definitely a death of his own creativity. Creativity, his own will to progress. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, being for okay, this book covers being forced into situations in a lot of different ways. Um, obviously, we love the relationship between these two. Come the end of it, but. In a way, Rain is forced into the situation because he has to get married um, in order to not go to the Priory. Mm-hmm. And Damien is literally told by his father, you're getting married. Like, he's like, I love the king in this series. And this is one of the few times where he's like, no, king Tiberius, yeah. no, you're getting married. <laughs> yes, King Tiberius. <laughs> I agree. I think the king is actually fantastic in this book. I think he really showcases what... 
a person who understands the political like nuances of his world, but also understands that his son really does want to like find a relationship that is as good as his was. Despite the fact that Damien through the entire like beginning mm-hmm. of this book is just a total douchebag. He's just not kind to Rain, which is understandable-ish. They're married. You don't get to snub the person you're married to and like it not be a reflection on who you are as a person as well. Yeah. And the fact that he's like fighting these pirates constantly because their island is getting bombarded makes it so he's easily distracted. And he basically looks at the Omega as, oh, that's like a responsibility I don't need to worry about. I have bigger responsibilities, more important responsibilities to take care of. Yeah. And so Rain has to take a backseat. And it starts to affect Rain a bit. And uh, one of my favorite parts in the book is when Rain goes outside for the first time and goes and, like, stares out on the cliffs longingly into the sea. But he's fully dressed in, like, very light coat, very uh, summer gear in... Fall garb. Fall garb in winter. And the prince comes and is like, what the heck are you doing? Get back inside, get dressed. And that's really the start of them starting to understand each other because Damien doesn't uh, realize that Rain can't get winter clothes from the family because of the abuse and because they won't send the items. I don't know if he asks for it. I think he he doesn't ask for it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not supposed to. They're supposed to send it as a, oh, you got married. Here's all your shit. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's, I would almost call it like, Damien is almost cruel terrain in the beginning of it. Mm, I would agree. Yeah. And that... And unintentionally so sometimes. Yeah. He doesn't realize what's going on. Yeah. Specifically the part with Fane. Go for it. The first part with Fane, when they are at a, like, weekly party... That happens at the castle, and Rain goes with um, Rain goes with Ida to the party, and Ida's the family gossip, <laughs> royal cousin, royal cousin, family gossip, quick friends with Rain. But Rain is invited by Ida to go to this party and doesn't know that Damien's going to be there. Damien shows up with an- another Omega, literally on his hip the whole time. Shows up in a group. It's yeah. not like they're on a date, but shows up in a group and then basically is, you know, octopusified mm-hmm. by Fane. Yeah. Yeah. We see Rain's perspective first on this, and Rain is devastated and like not just in a that's my husband that you're on, but in a political sense of my husband, my the future king of this land is. Second lips with another Omega. They don't actually kiss, but... Here's the other thing. I don't think he's devastated so much as he's just insulted. Yes, agreed. Yeah, like, at this point, Rain's skin in the game is the fact that he gets to escape. Mm-hmm. He he starts to create things. He starts to find space to be who he is. He has full access to the library, uh, which is incredible for him because he gets to get some alchemy books, which is yes. what he... But it, that doesn't really start until after this moment. This That's moment true. is the huge catalyst that says to Rain, you know what? They don't value me at all. So I'm going to do what the heck I want to do so that I can feel success in my life, even if it's only for a moment. Because Rain truly believes that this will not last and that 
soon he'll be sent to the Priory. Yeah. And so after the party, he goes and picks up the alchemy books. And it's such a cool moment when he embraces his own like strength with alchemy because omegas are not supposed at least in his father's kingdom omegas are not supposed to be able to practice alchemy they're supposed to embroider and watercolor and (laughs) basically be like a 1800s woman in our society yeah noble woman yes (laughs) yes so one of the things that you learn within like the first three pages is that rain has gotten his hands on celestial silver which is basically like a magic totem in this world that you can what do you call it totem um i'd call it a catalyst Cat, like a like it's a it's a power source yes yeah yeah a power source that can be welded the same way you'd be able to weld any other metal mm-hmm. so you're wielded excuse me and welded both yeah. of those are yeah. applicable <laughs> and so he has made a cat toy for his cat out of this that basically i mean the cat chases and it, it has the basically a little battery and it does its own thing because it's also like magic invested he's obsessed with his cat and as a cat lady i love a good cat and i love a good pet in a story mm-hmm. let's yeah. put you give me a cat any day of the week i'm just i'm the most invested in a book well and it's his only friend ferno is freaking adorable and just very cat throughout the whole book yes and it's actually like a really good catalyst for their relationship because once damien accepts the cat and is like, okay, this isn't just like a cat that's present. It's really means a lot to Rain. That helps her relationship progress a bit. Yeah, but yes. And then he automatically thinks that Rain is manipulating him. Mm-hmm. Because Rain cries when like the threat of his cat being taken away, which makes sense. Yeah, it's his only friend. You took away my cat, I'd literally kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And also he's isolated. I did love... As soon as Rain moves to Stormshield and he has his own set of rooms, because of course Damien didn't move him in with him. Mm-hmm. He's literally opposite side of the castle. Opposite side of the castle. That was shut down. Yeah. Like yeah. they had to dust it so that he like very much like West Wing and Beauty and the Beast situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Except like not as run down. Not destroyed, but run yeah. down. <laughs> as soon as like the servants are like, yeah, as soon as the servants realize that there's a cat there. They start bringing food for the cat mm-hmm. as well. A litter box too. Yes. Yeah. And so for me, it's Damien might have not have accepted him, mm-hmm. but he's still being treated in that sense, the level he should be and respected as a husband within the eyes of the servants, which I, I, it's important. Mm-hmm. Like he's not being snubbed by the entire castle. He's being snubbed by his husband who then leads to other people being assholes. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. What is your least favorite part of this book? My least favorite part of this book is probably the lack of intimacy. Mm, I was going to say the same thing, actually. Yeah. You get one sex scene mm-hmm. in the entire book. And it it's not well placed, in my opinion. I completely agree. Yeah. There is a part where they are activating this protection, this shield. Uh, specifically called the Storm Shield. Uh, That's where the island gets its name from. He's in the thing! Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's named after the thing. The thing, yeah. It's like Um, the Sahara Desert. The desert desert. They don't even fully get it to work. They get it to start activating. Which is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big moment. However, then they go to have sex. And it's a 
pretty good scene. It's not super spicy. It's intimate. It's very romantic. And this whole book is very romance and it's mm-hmm. building up the love and affection here. But I wanted more. There were so many good moments where they could have put in more touching, more like feeling. Specifically yeah, like when they're like cleaning the mud off themselves. Okay, they yeah. could have like at least like here let me like undo your shirt for you. <laughs> and there's so many times when they're wounded that they could like yeah, instead of bringing feel... the doctor in they could have been like okay. here ish. <laughs> ish part of it is their princes yeah which means that like they genuinely need to live so you bring a doctor in the other part of it rain is like not just kind of a virgin mm-hmm. he's like i he mean in this yeah. in this world he's like a prince virgin which is basically the equivalent to like being a princess virgin never been touched by anybody mm-hmm. Like there's like a virgin <laughs> touched for the very first time. Yeah, but he's been touched less than Madonna because yeah. he didn't get hugs as a child. Yeah, um, <laughs> which comes up. He's Damien's like very much. Oh, he's touch starved, yeah. and he's though he does start touching his like cheek and his neck a lot. Yeah, which is very sweet and very cute. But here's the thing: if this book, if they wouldn't, if Rain wouldn't have gotten pregnant right away. Mm-hmm. In this book would have had another hundred pages. Mm-hmm. God, they would have been hot. Oh my God, it would have been so good. <laughs> but I think also because it's a first prince, he's going to be king. Uh-huh. Like it's they're get, the reason. It's not like a forced marriage, but it's forced marriage adjacent. I mean, it's uh-huh. pretty much a forced marriage. It fits. I like I think it fits that they don't have sex for a long time. Uh-huh. I just there's just not. There's a lot that happens in like the last. Oh my gosh! Yeah, sixth of this book, which yeah, is the last like sixty pages are like crazy insane. intense. Yeah, and I'm simultaneously like glad that it's not longer, but mm-hmm. also it all could have been spaced out if the author would have decided to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like poorly written in any sense. No, but not at I all. do kind of wish there was more intimacy, and I think going with the the next books. Mm-hmm. That might like it does. It does adjust. Okay, good, good, yeah. good to know. <laughs> it's different people doing different things with different levels of experience. <laughs> Speaking of, I would read another book. Okay. Yeah, I know you have read the other books. This is really funny because uh, when Lost and I talked about the fact that I accidentally chose a book that didn't have any dragons in it, he specifically did not want to read the books because they're about the the prince brothers. Yeah. Which is like a super common trope in romance. If you guys have consumed any romance, uh, especially novel wise, it's really, really, really common for it to be like adjacent characters. So in this case, Prince, Prince, Prince. Sometimes it's like Alpha, Beta, Beta. It just or like brothers. Super common trope. Mm -hmm. I don't actually know if that's a trope, but whatever. Yeah. Same difference. (laughs) Um, I Yeah, I think the brothers grew on me towards the very end of the book. Yes. And I think in the beginning of the book, I really didn't like them. I'll be honest, because they were just bratty brothers. Like, they were bratty little brothers. Well, and also, you don't get... Okay, so there's two points of view in this book. It is Brains, and it is Damien's. Mm -hmm. To Damien, they're shitheads, because they're his little brothers, as Mm -hmm. they should be. And they pretty much do not interact well with Rain until, again, kind of that last sixth of the book. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think part of that, especially... In my head, as I've read the other brothers' books, and also like as you get to know the brothers in that last part of it, mm-hmm. is because they were trying to be respectful 
if the non-married prince brothers are building a closer relationship with the new Omega Prince of Storm Shields, that would not have looked good. Mm -hmm. So in my head, it's logical. But also that might just be because I like them. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite part of this? I think the world building. I love the world building. It's a fantastic world. I the world building will be the reason I read the second and third book, because while the characters and the romance is very sweet, mm-hmm. the world building just grabbed me. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. What about you? My favorite part is you have a character who's been. OK, there's a scene in it where the king enters Rain's alchemy lab mm-hmm. for the first time and the entirety of Rain finding a spot, that spot being secretive, and then being able to build weapons from alchemy that can take down these spelled ships that that Storm Shield has not been able to take down. Mm-hmm. And it being him thinking that because he's an Omega, that can't happen. And the king just being like, no, thank you. We are so blessed to have you. Mm-hmm. Especially like a father figure, because his father was such a shit show, stepping into that role a little bit, like that gave me all the feels yeah that part especially when he the king has learned about some of rain's past and how his father treated him mm-hmm. and coming in and talking in that moment is just yeah hitting right in the fields it was beautiful it was gorgeous yeah i loved it least favorite part least favorite part i could have used some more details about how the alchemy goes like about him like fully building and shapes of like what he's doing and the spells that are casting and because because I don't I really have never read individual books on alchemy and I don't mm-hmm. mean that like like me trying to perform it I mean as far as I from books with alchemy yeah, yeah. and so I could have used some more details on that because he has this incredible skill set he's learning it and you get to see like there's it's mentioned that he works with a caster a like a is it a welder? Like yeah, somebody like a forge and a for, yeah. yeah. Somebody who builds weapons. Um oh, bl- he works with the blacksmith. Yeah. Works with the blacksmith. Yeah. It's not mentioned how he's working with the blacksmith beyond designing him. Mm-hmm. But there's no real details as to like why this works. I agree. I think there's they're missing like some of the details within specifically like how he crafts the glove. I would love yeah. to see they describe the glove. But they don't like describe how he makes each part and how it kind of fits together and works. And I would really like to see that to the point where when he utilizes the glove, it's still kind of unclear how it's activated. Yeah. And it felt a little like, oh, dang, like that was a missed opportunity. Same with the weapons. Like when he creates the hammer, I wanted a beautiful description of this gorgeous celestial steel weapon. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a hammer, and then there's another hammer that's a regular hammer. Well, and it's interesting, too, that you can... The books that you've mostly consumed mm-hmm. have been, like, fantasy novels. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So they're... The most important part in any romance novel is the relationship between the two people. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be built more than anything. And while I think this book was w- really well written, I think that's going to be, like, an obvious thing that you feel is lacking yeah from romance novels which is going to be interesting but it's interesting because like axel's pup mm-hmm. i didn't feel like there was any chinting on descriptions it's also a 600 page book yeah that's true that's very true i tried not to kill you because <laughs> you gave me so much shit about the first one 
I think this one, there was just a few parts that I wish were dove into more detail, but that's because I love the world building so much that I craved it. And I think that'll happen with every world that I really like the world building. But in some of the books where I like, eh, it's like in Axel's Pup, they get away with it because it's still very our world. Yeah. So I don't need heavy descriptions of stuff. Well, and also, if you choose to read more books by Kim Dare, which is the author of Axel's Pup, she doesn't go into it. Yeah. It's very straightforward. It's very sexy. But the descriptions are the sexy part. Yeah, they are. (laughs) And they're great. I will say there was after um, Damien and Rain have sex. There was the beautiful line from, uh, his name's Darian, not Damien. No, it's not. His name's Darian, not no, Damien. Not. Yes, it is. I am so serious. We're not recording the podcast. His name's Darian, not Damien. We fucked up. It is. I even wrote Darian. In my... Oh, well. It Sorry, happens. guys. <laughs> his name's Darian. This happens a lot, actually. So, like, with, like, the first Harry Potter books and so I pronounce people's names so wrong and then when she the movie fucking made up books yeah. when the movie <laughs> came out she made up names right. um i even like the the cat Bruno. i was calling him like farido or something in my head while i was reading the book again no judgment and then also this is the first time i've done a book report in like a decade okay it's been <laughs> since high school I didn't like it then but i like this one okay anyways so when darian <laughs> After Darian and Rain are finished having sex for the only time that we get to read it in this book, um, he says, not good enough. Darian managed to say between pants, not if you can still talk. Mm, yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. And then they kept going. And it was just, oh, it was yeah. good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The sex thing was great. Yeah, there's also like a, I need, I think you should move, please. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was very, it felt very real because there's like those moments in sex where you're like, uh, the moments paused for a second while we adjust. <laughs> it's not all Charlie perfectly, horse, Charlie horse, Charlie horse. Exactly. It's not all perfectly synchronized all the time. No, no. <laughs> we can't all have an intimacy coordinator. <laughs> Although planning is very important. Agreed. Agreed. Did you have a favorite line from this book? I don't think I specifically did. Yeah, if it was more of a complete situation versus like, I feel like last week was almost poetry. It was uh-huh. like this, like hit home, him, yeah. And I think for this book, it was more of like this entire situation just hits me in the feels. Yeah, I think there were some things. the The pieces I highlighted were not actually about the romance, really. So, like, I highlighted like Rain knew why they recognized a fellow predator when the cat when. Inferno is uh, giving Fane a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I think those, like, there's another one where it's like, I think you made a mistake stepping off the airship and your father agrees. L- Luckily, it's easily rectifiable. Like, those those lines were what grabbed me for some reason. And I think they were good lines. I think also coming off of a BDSM book, this mm-hmm. is such a different vibe. Like, there, it's not any time where... Darian is (laughs) so bad. I'm sorry, guys. Anytime where Darian is like bossing Rain around, it's A, him being a dick, and it's not him being a dick in like any kind of fun way. And then B, Rain is going to obey because he's an alpha and because he was abused and that hasn't been healed yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
did this awaken anything in you? Oh, hold on. I do have one line that oh, really got me. Excuse me. I apologize. So, sorry, I had to scroll a bit. <laughs> this is when the, the king is talking to... Rain. Sorry, I have to read it now just to make sure I'm saying the name. Right. The, when the king is talking to Rain. Blame comes from actions and choices and their consequences. You did not choose to be conceived. You had no say in the circumstances of your birth. A child surviving the death of their life giver is a blessing, Rain, not a curse. And that part, like literally a tear came to my eye. I was just like, yeah, it's so touching. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Different kind of feels. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Did it awaken anything in you? No. 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 I think it I think it gave me that spark of world building again. Literally yesterday before D D game, I was able to type like you I think D D whore. <laughs> I typed like eight pages worth of stuff. That's not what this is about. <laughs> so it sparked that, but it didn't spark any like So it sparked rom- inspiration. Yeah, it sparked inspiration. Not not really romance or like a kink or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. What about you? No, not really. Um, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, when I reread it the first time, I just I powered through it. I read it in one sitting, and I did not get enough sleep because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I was grumpy. Um, sure, y'all really wanted that detail, but yeah, it didn't really awaken anything in me. I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it. It's not something I have not reread this since the first time I read it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, but it's not something that I come back to again and again. And I think for me, the books that I do that to are always the ones that both have the romance and also have more intense sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> I like the intense sex. Yeah. Even and this, not... Go for it. This wasn't intense sex. It was. It was loving. It was loving. It was caring. It was the first time for, I think, both of them. No. I'm... I mean, it's never mentioned if Darian is a virgin. Yeah, maybe in my head, anytime there's like a medieval dude, he's always a rake, just a little Uh, bit. Yeah, unless it's specifically mentioned that he's a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's hints of it with Thane. There's hints that they hooked up before. Not necessarily. No, like because there's a part where they specifically say he, like, we've never done anything. He's never been anywhere on my radar basically but being on somebody's radar does not mean they're not a virgin yeah and i think maybe like some of the other omegas and everything there might have been a moment but yeah also he was snubbed for like three years in a row by the marriage circuit yeah i don't think there's any way he's getting snubbed and not stuffing yeah i was gonna say getting stuff but he's the person who's doing the stuff yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um well let's move on to the next book but before that Oh, before that, this is a brief ad break. Uh, we currently don't have any sponsors because this is our second episode and we still haven't posted our first one. But uh, at some point, we would like to have sponsors. So if you'd like to sponsor us, please reach out. We are manonmanoman at gmail.com. XOXO, Gossip Girl. <laughs> Moving on to the actual dragon book. The dragon okay, patrol. So much time <laughs> I, di- I love dragons. I love dragons so much. I'm getting a dragon tattoo in like three hours. Yep, yep, yep. Which uh, I'm not- super excited for. We're getting not matching tattoos, but we're both getting dragons. It's gonna be awesome. We're getting friendship tattoos. Uh-huh. And they're big. Unrelated to the podcast. We'd like uh, this isn't <laughs> like a hey, we're going into business adjacent together. Let's get tattoos. This is something that we've wanted to do for years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> Anyways, I do love this. 
I fucked up. I still feel bad. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> literally speechless when Lost was on the phone with me. And I was like, when did the dragons show up? Yeah, I was literally like, you know, I'm like 70 pages in. They've shifted a few times, but there's been no dragons so far. <laughs> and I'm Kat was just like, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> there aren't any dragons. <laughs> in was... Lost Defense, he did offer to, for me to like find a new dragon book. But I was like, it's too late. Also, I had to work. This is the first day of my weekend. It might be their second day, but it's my first day. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. Please uh, roll into that manga for us. <laughs> the manga is called The Dragon's Betrothed by Megura Hinahara. Troubled writer Chiharu Izunami reluctantly returns to his rural hometown, hoping some R&R will refresh his creative juices. Instead of finding respite, he's quickly entangled by an old promise to wed the local god. Rin the water dragon, to whom Chinaharu has been betrothed, can be di- disarmingly friendly and charming, but inside lurks an animalistic curiosity. Can Chiharu escape Rin's protective embrace, or is his fate already written? Hey, yo. <laughs> okay, I have to know. What, what'd you think of it? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I Good. thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, I'm a, we read the first two, I, I believe, books, series. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't quite yep. know how to refer to this. Yep, the first two manga. We read the first two manga. Um, Which is all that's out as of right now. The Bow Chicken Bow Out does not happen until the second book. <laughs> it is very detailed. <laughs> Although I did have some moments where I had to like fully stop and be like, okay, what body part is this? <laughs> because yeah. at one point, the tongue and the dick do look very similar. And I was like, okay, what is happening? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the story. I'm dyslexic. (laughs) And have vision troubles. Okay, (laughs) shut up. I was going to get to that. Okay, I'm dyslexic. And so from from a perspective of trying to figure out the correct order to read a manga, Mm -hmm. I, honest to God, could have used arrows. Oh. And that that's frustrating. That has absolutely nothing to do with the author. That has to do with the fact that I'm not used to reading mangas. It has to do with the fact that I am dyslexic. It just is what it is. And so I'm going to need to get used to it. Yeah. It just is what it is. And it did take me, like, even my first videos, it took me a while to. And even sometimes still, the paneling is, like, very confusing. Oh, yeah. In the way. And so every once in a while, I'll be like, um, no, that was meant to be mm-hmm. the next line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to watch Sex in Order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed, agreed, agreed. I thought it was super cute. Interestingly enough, despite the fact that they aren't both dragon books, they are both betrothed books. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. They're both betrothed books. Um, They both have the sex scene towards like the end. Very. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, It's very much romance building up this relationship. Mm-hmm. Slow burn. A almost. lot of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of slow burn. There's a lot of distance between them not understanding each other. And, like, pushing each other away for a while. Except in Rin's case. Rin is very eager to be close. <laughs> to, oh, so, to all the closeness. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about uh, Rin referring to... Chi. Chi? Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Rin referring to Chi as his bride? I liked it. I really? Liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It bothered me. And why? I don't know why. Okay. I want... I think maybe it's like a gender reaffirming thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, because I'm very non-binary, that was 
didn't even like, occur to didn't you? even occur to me. Not really a thing. Yeah. In fact, I find it like almost attractive, but it's like very still heteronormative aspects to it. See, I think the term bride paired with the fact that she has never been with a man before. Hmm. There's something that just felt kind of icky to me about it. Okay. But that being said, Rin is fucking adorable. Mm -hmm. He's so cute. He's so enthusiastic. He just wants like... To give love and to be loved. Big golden retriever. Anime. Oh my god, so big golden retriever. Anime. Yes, and also like very protective when it when mm -hmm. it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Very large golden retriever energy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rin is freaking adorable throughout the whole book or books. They are a very cute couple. She is very distant in the beginning, mostly because like this. This marriage between them, this engagement. Promise. Promise. Was, betrothed. Yeah, betrothed. Was done by his grandmother and not him. He was completely unaware of it before stepping on back to the hometown. And this takes place in a modern world. Yes. So yeah. she's an author, super successful author. Mm -hmm. And um, is but that... has writer's block big time. Yeah. <laughs> Goes back to his hometown and has been promised to an ancient dragon who exists because there was a story of the of the dragon god who exists mm -hmm. in this world if there is a folktale or a fairy tale or any kind of story if enough people believe in it the characters then become gods and they have to then play out what their story is mm -hmm. so over and over again uh, rin has been promised a betrothed granted a wish to the person who put their child up for betrothal, betro sure, <laughs> and then come to collect his bride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it was, just, it was just great. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was super cute. It was super wholesome. The sex scene was great. <laughs> I, as someone who has a furry partner, <laughs> scaly partner, sorry, correct term, Scaly partner who role plays as a dragon. This was very hot and gave me a lot of ideas. Oh my god! <laughs> so like the partial transformations in the sex scene are so hot, and the fact that they are erogenous zones and like just the scales and when he touches them, it like really like sets him off. Oh, it's so good! I love it. And the claw, like even though it, when it marks him, it's like a big moment of like, oh my god, I hurt you, but. It's so hot. Didn't actually like hurt her. No, just like, it bruised a little. <laughs> just like a little excited about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite part of the book? <laughs> There's a part in the first book where Chi thinks Rin is fully asleep. And Rin has been trying to get all up in Chi's business for like the entirety of it. Rin has recently done like a partial shift. <laughs> and so Chai is just like, okay. He has five fingers. He has five toes. Is this just normal? And is like lightly touching him, which mm -hmm. is like maybe not the best thing to do while somebody's <laughs> asleep. But it's also just like that is how human is like poking, being like, how human is this person? And then you cut to Ren just being like, oh, he's touching me. This feels so nice. I really like this. <laughs> also, the mermaid part. Okay, so... There is a part of, okay, so you find out that every tale and myth comes true, mm -hmm. which means that mermaids exist. 
And yeah. there's a scene where she is holding up two images and one is like a beautiful mermaid and one is like a manatee type mermaid. <laughs> and it's like, I need you to tell me which one is which. And Rin is just like, no, you know, just so jealous. Just being like, uh-uh, you don't get to decide. Like, I'm not going to tell you about another myth. You should be excited about me. Um, that was fucking adorable. Golden yeah. retriever energy all day. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Absolutely. I love the fight. Oh, yeah. It was such an intense moment. Um, the Fox Spirit Temple, the, a fight happens where Chi is put in danger and attacked by a Fox Spirit from the f- nearby Fox Temple. And Lady Inari runs that temple and is another god. And Rin comes and saves Chi and protects them. And it's just, it's such an intense moment. And the, it, it's how book one ends. And it's so good. It's such a good cliffhanger. I loved it. And then I love that that's how they bring in the Fox Spirits, Mm -hmm. which is so cute. I love the Fox Spirits in the second book. And I love Lady Inari being like, ooh, let me get you like a bed to replace the bed that we broke. And it's the sex bed. (laughs) Lady Inari is the definition of a fangirl for their relationship. (laughs) He even bugs it. (laughs) He's trying to listen in and... She is the season five shoes Sylvester of <laughs> oh Glee. Glee. What is their name? I can only think of their real <laughs> names. Kim and Kurt. No, Kurt and Blaine. Blaine. Yeah, yeah. She is this. She is this. She. Wow. <laughs> she used to shoot. She used to shoot. She is the Sue Sylvester of Kurt and Blaine via season five with all of the images and that. How did I get these images? You don't need to know. Literally, <laughs> literally same vibes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And you know, you just, sometimes you just love a good romance that's happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't actually get to see those moments as a human very often. No. <laughs> what was your least favorite part? Okay, so a year and a half ago, I went to the eye doctor and I got prescribed a very, very low prescription. Why does this matter? I have not really needed to use said prescription, but I have also not been reading physical books. I fully had to go buy reading glasses in order to read this book. And I will say that it has helped, you know, my work life as well. I can't deny that. But uh, yeah, that it was it was written really small. I think like I can't deny that. Here's the thing. I have personal issues that became an issue while reading this book. (laughs) Yeah. I am riddled with problems. What can I say? (laughs) But as far as the story goes, I think the. Okay. Here's the other thing. I'm not opposed to a first to like a like a first time gay romance. Mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to the like my straight roommate. Da 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 da. There was, I think it was a combination of like the being forced and then also Chai never having been with a man before. Mm. It was just a little uncomfy. Okay. Yeah. My least favorite part is the ant owning the house. Oh, I think it's going to bring in good conflict. I, I do too, but I think it's so cruel. It feels cruel. Well, it's not supposed to. Yeah. And that, that because the this book is so lighthearted mm. it feels a little out of place and i i just don't like it it, it gives me the like heebie-jeebies <laughs> gives you the ick as the kids yeah, would say yeah it gives me the ick <laughs> yeah. yeah i think also i'm interested to see 
where the next book goes. Mm -hmm. This one ends with, I love you and I don't want you to disappear, but I also don't want to go to the bottom of the lake with you. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because it's implied that if they go to the bottom of the lake, she dies. Or she gives up his humanity. Yes. So he becomes immortal, presumably. But all of the other brides that Rin has taken have been drowned. Yeah. Well. That's what the fox god says. Some of them, it sounded like some of them have been drowned and some of them were just like, let go. Like he had his moment with them and then he just let them go. So See, I was not under that impression. Okay, I'll, I, I'll have to reread it again, which okay. I gladly will do. But, oh, good. Well, that answers that question. Yeah. Um, speaking of, would you read the next book or another one by this author? Another one by this author, hands down, yes. I can tell you right now, I'm going to be really irritated with how slow mangas can't come out. <laughs> I get it. I understand it. Yo, take your time, build a story, here for that. I'm a very selfish person. <laughs> I just want it all out right now. <laughs> yeah, b- big binger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same, same. Well, it's hard. I have a really hard time picking up a story where it left off, which means for me that often means rereading Maybe. a series. Yeah. I think having this podcast is going to be interesting because I think it'll probably mean that I have more of a memory of um of books that I might not have been as invested in Mm -hmm. but i think so i think i'll borrow it i don't think i'd buy it yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's and that's also like it's not a no but Mm -hmm. it's also not like a usually if there's an author that i really like or if there's a book that i'm really excited about it gets put in my gmail as an Mm -hmm. all-day event um (laughs) because that's who i am as a romance consumer yeah yeah with this one i had to do the same thing i had read the first book a while ago Still this year, though, and I ended up rereading the first one and then the second one again, just so I was refreshed on the story. And that'll be what happens with the third one, probably, mm-hmm. just so I can remember all the the good details. <laughs> the literally juicy details. Yeah. And I would absolutely read another one. I think the art is great in this book. I think really um, there's just some fantastic moments that were just really cute and adorable and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golden Retriever energy. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Retriever black cat energy was very much the vibe of the situation. Yeah, which I love. I love a golden retriever black cat vibe at relationship. Like the the pink and black is my relationship with my partner. And so it's very much like. (laughs) And I also think, especially, uh, we already talked about this, but like one of the first times that she interacts with Rin, like, and is just like up close and touching him Mm -hmm. is when he's asleep. And that's very much that is black cat energy. That Mm -hmm. is like. I'm so fucking curious about this. Let me let me touch. But, but you're asleep, so like, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much the vibe of the situation. Um, were there any quotes that stood out to you? Honestly, no. Yeah, there wasn't anything that I took a picture of. There wasn't anything that I recorded. Yeah, what about you? Uh not really. Um, there were a lot of moments that I really liked. Like I really liked them going to the festival. That was yeah. super cute. Um, but there was no line that I was like, oh my god, this is like the best line ever. Do you think that's because it was translated? Um, I don't think so. I think the translation in this is really good, actually. Um, I think the because it's a manga, there mm-hmm. aren't those long lines of text that like me- are really impactful. Instead, it's the art that's really impactful. And specifically, like the art during the sex scene is 
Ah, so good. So here's the thing that I found really interesting about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I found it hot. Like, like I genuinely, I found it hot. But I found it hot in the same way that, like, I find porn hot, not uh-huh. in the same way that I find erotica hot. Ah, okay. Which is interesting because I don't watch a lot of porn. Yeah. I, like, I read porn. But I don't watch a lot of porn. And so, not to sound like my mother, but it's almost vulgar. Ah. Which yep. is really interesting. Because I've read some fucked up shit. <laughs> and, and it's literally just like a dick sucking scene. Like, there's mm-hmm. just a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whole lot like eyebrows to my hairline kind of situation. Well, no, that's like full sex. Te- oh, no, no, yeah. they have full sex. Yeah. But I think because of how full sex works when you're looking at images, uh-huh. I found that less vulgar than I found the blowjob. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, as it should, like, blowjobs should be dirty and, like, yeah. and all of the things, especially when you have a dragon tongue. <laughs> Fucking go for it. <laughs> but, like, I, like, I don't, I just don't know. Like, it was a blushy situation. And that doesn't happen to me when I read romance anymore. <laughs> I can, oh, 100%. <laughs> I can read the dirtiest smut, like, in public and nobody would know. They have no idea. <laughs> I like that it's like setting you on edge a little, like like triggering some of that, but because I think it like it means that you're actually really engaging with it, and that makes me happy. Good. I mean, I'm not blowing it off. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's a blowjob. <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah. Did it awaken anything in you? Um, I think it reaffirmed my attraction to dragons. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, I love like a partial shift, like I said before in the last episode. I love the partial shift during the sex scene. It's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> um, a lot of a tongue situation. The, um, and, and the, the scale, scale situation. Oh, and the claw. Oh, just, it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, comparing the two. Go for it. I loved the world building in Omega's Gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the world building, because it's real life, like I said before, because it's real, it's our world-ish, it's very easy for it to be good mm-hmm. in the manga. And I, But I think the way that they approached like the, the fairy tales and the fantasies becoming gods is, one, it's very Japanese, but it's very good in the way that they describe it and like the mermaid scene that you mentioned i love that part and i love uh chi learning about all this and i think it's really good well and also the idea that when the story disappears the god disappears Mm -hmm. it reminded me a lot of i think it's called neon gods Mm. same idea as soon as your name disappears as soon as you're no longer worshipped then you as a god disappear a bit yeah, and that that like is common trope for gods, um, and I really like that. That's gonna be. I mean, I haven't read a ton about gods. Mm-hmm. I've read. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I haven't read a ton about yeah. gods. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. What was I gonna say? It's gone. It's a problem with ADHD, folks. Oh, I think I do think, and this might be like spoilers for future books, but my guess is that his story is going to be written. 100%, yeah. By Chi, and that it's going to be, like, reaffirm his solidity in this world. His existence. His existence in this world, yeah. Interesting. Well, and it's also interesting, if it's it's rewritten and and she adds more details, Uh does that then change his story? Because Rin has to play out the folktale. Like, that has to happen. He has to take a bride... That bride has to decide to go or has to go with him 
to the bottom of his pond, spring pond. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. But it it also ties into that is the manga itself. The rewriting of the story. Okay. No, <laughs> I like a good meta situation. Don't exist in the real world. I'm sorry. It's just a kinky fun thing for you to play with. You enjoy that. But sadly, I can't have a werewolf. And you can't have a dragon. So, bad dragon. There. <laughs> Yeah, so 100% I think it's going to be rewritten. I also, I did not like, okay, I get it. I get he wants to hold on to his humanity. I think I've already said this. I don't like how they set up the next books. Mm, Okay, yeah. And and again, this is not my normal media and manga and web comics and all of this. To my knowledge, it's not uncommon for them just to stop on a cliffhanger and never be finished. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) It pisses a lot of people off often. Yeah. 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 Which is going to be... So it's it's that thing of like, would you read another book by this author? Yes, if they finish the story. Once again, (laughs) I don't like to be edged non-completion constantly. Thank you very much. (laughs) Occasionally. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But no. That's why, um, like, even when... It's like a boys love anime. I love when a boys love anime actually has a like firm end. Mm-hmm. And if it switches couple and then couples in the next season, I'm actually okay with that. One, because there's usually a full season, so it's a long story. Mm-hmm. Like a mega uh-huh. 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 You knew you were about to be called out. You little bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's like uh-huh. several... I'm not done yet. Uh-huh. I see how it is. Just because it's your form of media. <laughs> anime. Okay, I think I'm done now. Go for it. Please continue onward. I love like the animes that it's like six seasons of the same couple and they go through a shit ton. And then it like the new season is a different title and they switch to the other couple. Okay, yeah. Yes. First off, mm-hmm. hard yes. Um, I think there's two things. The first is with anything i think the decision of how long this is going to be and when this is going to stop agreed always creates a better product uh, agreed 100 percent. i think that's where like game of thrones fucked up okay game of thrones mm, okay that is a different conversation <laughs> it's the dan and dan problem uh-huh. and then also it's a fact that george r, r. martin writes Didn't... in a specific way that it like he does a character-based writing instead of like a uh, plot-based writing, which is why Danny Danny ended up okay. This is not yeah, a game of thrones podcast. <laughs> I am but a fan, not upset. <laughs> I will have an argument with somebody, but yeah. So, so I think there's like that, like consuming that media where it has a hard end date, just always makes a better product. Agreed. Agreed. Honestly, that's like why I like Dexel's pup so much because there isn't a second book. Okay, but there could be. I know there could be, and if it was a different couple, I would really like that. I don't know who it would be. I don't know either because Grizz, Grizz's relationship is very like already kind of blossoming and progressing. Oh so, yeah, no, they're not going to end up together. So would it be like Hale? Wouldn't it be funny if it was a cr- okay criminal? Ah, uh, actually, I think it would be really interesting if most people in that book ended up with wolves. Yeah, especially because Hale was giving so much shit about the political wolf in that yeah, book. Yeah. But anyways, that's episode one. <laughs> Hope you're listening to all of our episodes, yeah. y'all. <laughs> Unintentional throwbacks, because we can't focus. ADHD. Despite the fact that I'm on my drugs. 
<laughs> that are prescribed by a doctor who knows that I need them. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yep. Uh, oh, other comparisons. Other comparisons. The, the couples were great. Mm-hmm. I think in both books, the couples go through this period of like not really vibing with each other. Um, specifically in the, the Dragon's Betrothed, Rin is gung ho from the start, mm-hmm. uh, but she is very much not. Very much like. It's, Keep a distance, like, why are you moving into my house? What is going on here? <laughs> but they, like, both move in together. They both are, like, betrothed or wed right away. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is this awesome moment, because they're living together right away, that they have to learn to live with each other. And I think it's explored really well in Omega's Gamble. See, I don't consider them living together. They're living in the same castle, but they're it's different a wings. Fucking castle that has <laughs> wings. Yeah, that's but... not living together. That's that's like residing in the same hotel. <laughs> Just because we don't have castles, like that's like a city. It's not quite a city. It's city adjacent. It's very. It's a town. Very big. Yeah, yeah. But they see each other frequently. They really don't. Yeah, they do. It's, they, it's they like see each other like week. once a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see my grocer once a week. <laughs> I know their name. <laughs> um, Doesn't mean I want to fuck them. <laughs> true, true. Anyways, Anything. I think it makes for some great moments because they're in close proximity to each other that they're like required to start learning about each other. And specifically in Omega Scale, when the dad is like, no, you have to start taking care, better care of your bride because or of your husband (laughs) it's super interesting because out of the two of them the pregnancy is not the one that's referred to as bride and for some reason the word bride is what's tripping me up yeah and i don't know what it is (laughs) i think also it's gonna be interesting about this podcast sorry to interrupt you you're good okay um for me what's gonna be really interesting is just talking about gender Mm, yep which i've had some of these conversations before but i haven't consistently had a conversation because I am a lesbian who reads gay male romance mm-hmm. very intentionally. That's mm-hmm. just going to be an interesting, it's, I think it's just going to continue to come up for me and what weird hangups I have. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to have to do some deep diving about why. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I think there will be some like books that like specifically like traps and cross dressers um, will be like brought up and it will be a big part of the book. And I think it's going to be interesting to see your reaction to those. I don't have issues. Yeah. As long as it's a, here's, I think it's, I think it's a consent of it that I have the biggest issue with. Mm. Because I think if you're, if you identify as a man, if you identify as a man and you are a man Mm -hmm. who enjoys wearing lingerie, Mm -hmm. I have no qualms. I've read those books. I found them really enjoyable. Mm Mm-hmm. The series that we're leading, or the the author that we're reading next week actually has quite a few lingerie books, which are fantastic. And I think, and I've also read trans mask books. Mm-hmm. And I have no qualms about that either. Yeah. Um, who have not had bottom surgery. And there's like, there's still men and that I don't have any issues with that. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it might just be the consent. Uh-huh. It might be the putting somebody in another, like. Because here's the deal. If we start to get into like BDSM humiliation, uh-huh. that's a completely different category that people are consenting to. But I Agreed. think yeah. that's I think that might be the hang up for me. OK, is if it's not if it's not seen as something desirable, even if it's like embarrassing, desirable for one of the characters being put in that position feels. Bad and nasty. 
Okay, so why in Omega's Gamble, not in Omega's Gamble, in The Dragon's Betrothed, did you have such a hang-up with it? Because he, even she says, like, bride at some points. Yeah, I think it's the first half of the first of the first book. Okay. I think it's the never been with a man before, not interested, has been promised to be married to somebody, okay. and being referred to as a bride. Gotcha. So it's the fact that, like... They were promised to this person as a man and didn't get, doesn't have the choi- choice in the nomenclature necessarily. Well, and it's interesting too. I wonder if there's, I wonder if the def, I don't know, I do not speak Japanese, but I wonder if the definition of the word bride means something different, like in the language yeah. of Japanese. It could be, yeah, which, for sure. which maybe is something that I should look at. Mm-hmm. But, and then I think there's also like, I know this isn't true, but especially in this context, bride, because you're dealing with an ancient dragon, mm-hmm. in my head really refers to like the weaker partner. Mm. And also this partner has been traded yep. and promised and does not have a say in it. Yeah. 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 And like, which is interesting because in Omega's Gamble, I had less of an issue with it, but I think it was more forced. Like, like in, in Dragon's Betrothed, uh-huh. it it's somebody inserting themselves in somebody's life in a very specific manner and not giving them a safe safe gotcha. about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what it is that's coming up. And in Omega's Gamble, it's very much like, yes, he's an Omega, but there's still like, he chooses to get off yes. of their ship. He chooses to like st- say, yeah, we're getting married tonight. Like, it's very much a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And because between the two... Any day of the week, 100%, his life will be better if he is married to an alpha, no matter who that alpha is, versus not being able to have any kind of power, mm-hmm. which he wouldn't if he took the gray cloak. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So next week. um, Next week, we're talking. 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 <laughs> we're talking. We're talking. <laughs> next week, we are having dessert. We're having a delicious dessert with gangsters <laughs> and mafia members. The little bit of the Irish mob, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. Um, the manga is going to be Under the Green Light by Jax. And, oh, it's spicy and good. Up. It's spicy You're and good. You're not allowed to talk no, about it. No, I know. I know. I'm it just, just happened last week, too. We're on episode two. We've got to set some ground rules. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm glad it's I'm good. I'm excited for you. To read it because you're gonna blush like no other. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm really aggressive today, y'all. Sorry about that. All right. Um, the book we're reading is called Legend by Key by Key Brightly, as well as by M. D. Gregory. If y'all want to read along with us, it should be a kinky one. Based off of these authors. I haven't yeah. read it yet. I'm excited. I've started it. It's interesting. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> so aggressively reading how dare you be so prepared uh you know what i have limited time there's a lot of D in my life okay <laughs> dragons and dicks that's just referring to one of his partners <laughs> well thank you everyone for joining us for this man on man oh man podcast we look forward to the next episode with you and we'll be posting every other week and have a great day also make sure to check out our social media that man on man oh ma'am because we actually got all of them as man on man oh man hell yeah (laughs) see you guys bye